stuff. Welcome to episode 21 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. Thanks for being with us. Episode 21, not bad. All of these episodes from 1 to 21 plus all kinds of bonus content are available for free. That's right, for free on iTunes. All you got to do is get yourself there. And if you need to find out how to get there, you can very, very simply go to goodstuffpod.com. Everything that you could possibly need to know related to the world of the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found there. And hey, If you're enjoying what you're hearing and getting something out of it and think that there's someone in your life that could benefit from it, why not share them with them? You know, like on the Facebook or the Instagram or the Twitter or I don't know how Snapchat works or, you know, there's something called WhatsApp or, you know, however it is that you share information with people that you love and you think would get a kick out of some good stuff, please share with them. It would mean a great deal. On today's episode, I talked to Lily Jones, who's the creator of Curiosity Pack. And Curiosity Pack is a mail order subscription designed to have kids engage in and develop a love of learning. And better Lily to explain it than I. So I hope you get a kick out of our conversation. Of course, we'll have four plus one. I hope everyone is having a great, great end of the summer, keeping cool, eating popsicles, and going swimming. That's the name of the game. Talk to you at the end of the show. It's four plus one, the top four songs from my Toyota Sienna plus one that I try to get my kids to listen to. And this week we were in the car. Oh, were we in the car for about an hour and a half. I had all three kids and we were listening to some tunes coming in at number four this week is Solar System by Pam Donkin. There's uh, some hand motions that go along with this one, making it a guaranteed hit. Number three this week is a return from Vered. The song is Peekaboo. There he is, what's my baby? There she is. I couldn't find my little baby, so I had to ask the little doggy. What's my baby? There he is, what's my baby? Number two is a rock and roll classic. It's Back in Black by ACDC. And number one, I asked my son, who's six and a half, I'm like, what do you want to hear on the countdown this week? And he said, a song about vegetables, which was a weird choice because he does not eat any vegetables. But we did find the song, There's No Unhealthy Vegetables by Juice Music. And he thinks it's okay. Some people say you are what you eat. Well, not really. Because if I eat Number one, the plus one this week, the one that I tried to get my kids to listen to, is called Ruben and Sharice. It's by the Jerry Garcia Band, and I think that this one's brilliant. 
I think it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Jerry Garcia tells an incredible story through his lyrics about Ruben and Sharice, and I think the playing on it is amazing. There's no chorus in this song, one of those no chorus kinds of songs, but I think you can get into it anyway. Hope you enjoy. Strumming his painted mandolin was a lady with a pretty face and shade. If you liked anything that you heard on this week's 4 Plus 1 Countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Spotify, or Apple Music. Do what you can to support these artists. I would love to welcome Lily from Curiosity Pack to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Lily? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, totally. It's it is my pleasure. So, tell me, give 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 us an origin story about Curiosity Pack. We we know nothing. Tell us what we <laughs> need to know. All right, sounds good. So, I was a teacher. My kind of right out of college, I went to teacher school, and then I started teaching. You know, when I was 23 or something, I started teaching. And loved it, totally great, and it, but it was also all-consuming, and you know, I loved my kids so much, and thought about them all the time, and just kind of worked all the time because I loved it. And then four years ago, I had my daughter, and was like, I don't understand how I do this anymore. <laughs> um, and I was teaching kindergarten, which is like kind of the same part of your brain as having a newborn. And so, uh, so yeah, so then I was like, I don't know, I need to do some reshuffling here. So I definitely still wanted to be in education. I started thinking about what I really loved doing and what was important for me to do. And so I started like dreaming about creating these products for kids and um, creating like activities that could bring families together. So when I started doing kind of in like another way, um, there's a long way around it, is I started consulting and coaching for teachers and kind of things I could do flexibly and see inside other people's classrooms because I had been teaching in my own classroom for so long and just, you know, you get isolated and you don't see that many ideas out there. And then as my daughter got older, parents started talking to me about how do they get the kid ready for preschool or, you know, down the road ready for kindergarten. And I realized something that was like ridiculous that I hadn't really fully realized before um, which is so ridiculous to say is like how important parents are in their kids' education. Well, yeah, we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into that, I think. Because <laughs> it, it's totally true, but it, and it's not ridiculous to say. But yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. So then I was like, got all these parents um, asking me how to engage in their kids' education, and so then I was kind of simultaneously thinking about what I love doing about teaching was creating these amazing learning experiences for kids. You know, I created this Breads Around the World unit where kids learned about different bread from each country and we made them each week and we learned about geography and social studies and culture through this unit or like, or the rainforest unit where we created a crazy rainforest in the hallway of our school. Um, and those, that was stuff I really loved about teaching. And so I wanted to kind of meld these two worlds together. And so I created Curiosity Pack, which um, creates activities for parents to do with their kids in themed boxes. So it's kind of creating my own mini units, but for parents to do <laughs> with their kids at home. Um, and I knew, you know, it's basically for busy parents. I have tons of friends and I'm a busy parent. My husband is who are working a lot and have multiple kids and want to connect with our kids around education, but you often don't have the time. Um, so these boxes are just like ready to go. You use them. They're all themed um, and they bring parents and kids together around joyful learning. So yeah, that was kind of my origin story. And then what I did to kind of start it and get it off the ground is when I was pregnant with my son, I was like, I need to start this now before I have two kids. Uh -huh. 
So sure. it's impossible with one kid right now. And it seems like it's just going to get harder. Like, so when I was pregnant, I got everything ready and to do a Kickstarter to fund the first pack. Uh-huh. And so that's what I did. Um, cool. Yeah, right after my son was born, I did a Kickstarter. And that was kind of a great validating thing too not only funding the pack but also like there's a lot of parents out here who are interested in this yeah oh so, yeah did that and now i'm three packs in just launched a subscription program and loving it cool well we'll get to we'll get to how to subscribe uh shortly so you're you had a successful kickstarter that's amazing i did thanks really cool congrats that's very thanks. very cool yeah it's um, fun yeah so you're the role of parents is is important uh to you and, and when you create these so how do you, I guess, make it so that even a parent who may be a little bit uh, insecure about their ability to actually teach their kids, like, how do you make it so it's accessible to maybe a parent like me who, you know, spends time in education and, and does that for a living versus like, you know, a parent who does has a nine to five job in an office in a cubicle, which isn't a bad thing in any way, but wants to connect with their kids. So what's the, how do you make it so that it's accessible to everyone? Yeah, totally. So a big part of it is I create this whole, like, I don't want to say directions because that seems boring, but like an informational (laughs) sheet for parents Uh that breaks down how to use the activities and kind of which parts can be done independently. Because also I know parents are busy and want things that their kids can do both independently and like together as a, you know, a bonding experience. And so that sheet kind of breaks it down for parents about how to use the activities and how to do the things together. And also it gives information about child development. Like you should, you know, feel free to dictate at this stage. Kids are really, you know, this is about getting your ideas out rather than practicing writing. Or you might notice this common misconception. And if you do, this is how to push understanding um, and things like that. So definitely, you know, for a beginner and also for people who are just kind of thinking about, um, you know, how to think about their kids' education in a different way. Very cool. Um, so who who is the creator? Are you the sole creator of these packs? Basically, yeah. I mean, so I create all the activities in them, and then I have a designer who works with me for all the artwork, so I'm not the creator of the artwork, though I wish I was. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and the designer is actually my best friend, so it makes it very oh, that's fun. that's very easy, to, yeah to work with. So we could be like, oh, we want to do these monsters. Can you do one this way? Um, or something like that and so yeah so it's basically just me and then I do testing with kids you know my daughter's the perfect age now so a lot of her friends will come over and test things or classrooms nearby my old classroom I used to teach at and I have different you know teacher friends who consult on things but basically it's me coming up with the stuff and testing them out and then getting them designed so how long does it take to so there's a um, how many packs are in existence at this point Totally. So the letters pack was the first one, which uh-huh. I did. Kickstarter funded that. So that's all about learning the alphabet through inquiry. Um, and that kind of came out of when I was a teacher. I was teaching kindergarten. And, you know, learning your letters is really important. But a lot of the books out there are pretty boring. They're like, <laughs> practice writing your letters over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I want to see connections between like M and W are the same. You just flip it around. It's crazy. Or like some, yeah. some letters have curvy lines and some have straight um, and things like that. So... That was the first one. And then there's the feelings pack. So I wanted to do something that was focusing on social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. So that has both recognizing your own feelings um, and gaining that social emotional literacy and also calm down strategies like mindfulness or walking away or drawing. Um, And then that totally came out of my then three-year-old's needs also. Uh Like, we need to deal with these feelings. (laughs) Let's work on this. Uh, And then I just launched a travel pack, which is if you're going on a trip with kids, keep them – 
busy and happy on the airplane ride or car ride. And then also while you're there while learning social studies skills, like thinking about how the place was 100 years ago or how it will be in the future and things like that. So there's three packs right now. Awesome. Um, and uh, so the travel pack is new. That's the newest it is. edition. I just launched it like last week. Yeah. I think that's a great thing for uh, – for, for families who are looking, you know, because it's very easy to fall back on the, uh, the iPad oh, when, yeah. when totally. traveling and, and to, 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 to break that up. Um, it's, it's nice to, it was nice to see that when I was, when I was checking out the website this morning. Yeah. Um, so for, for like a feelings pack, right. So from idea to writing, to drafting, to artwork, to finally having it in hand and ready to ship. What's your What's your timeline? Gosh, probably two or three months. Two I'd or say. Three months. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it takes a while for me to think about the activity. I mean, a lot of it also is like I just kind of dream about them for a while. You know, yeah. of like, oh, what would be good there, and think about the different things about. You know, like for the feelings pack, I really wanted to do these dice of calm down strategies. So I wanted to teach these six calm down strategies. And then I was picturing these dice that kids could roll when they get upset. Cause I'm like, you want some physical, like yeah. throw the dice. Yeah. And then on the dice are the strategies. So I was thinking about that for a while, but I think I, you know, at the beginning it was like, I don't know. I don't know if I really had the dice idea, but I was like, I want them to be able to throw something uh-huh. and have a choice of strategies. Um, so then I just kind of, you know, ruminated on it for a while. And then I was like, I have no idea how to get custom dice made. Like, <laughs> that was totally not something I have experience with. So that was a lot of just like researching and talking to people. And a lot of things I come up with are like, not normally, like, it's not like a just a card or like a book. So I came up with these for the feelings pack, also these finger puppets that I wanted, again, like something that kids could like put their fingers through and would reuse again and again and have these puppets they could use. But talking to printers, they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I need a hole that would fit kids' fingers. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like, uh, oh, like, interesting. They usually make brochures. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it is just like finding the right – like once I get the ideas and then get the design made, then finding the right places to go to get the things actually produced. Uh-huh. So that takes a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm sure. And then there's <laughs> prototypes and then drafts of that. And, and yeah. testing it out, yeah. totally, right, and seeing how right. it works. And then, and even like some of the letters pack I got out, you know, last year, and that's gone through a few revisions even in like the last year. Like I thought it was good. And then I was like, oh, I want the poster to be a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Or like I get feedback from people. So I kind of changed things up a little bit yeah. there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're involved in a variety of different projects, not just curiosity packs. So, um, and I think that all, all of the stuff that you do can be really beneficial to parents, uh, and teachers. So tell, tell us a little bit about the other stuff that you're involved with and how to find it. Totally. Yeah. So I do a lot of work with teachingchannel.org, which is a site for teachers, but actually has also had been really useful for me as a parent. So there's, it's a nonprofit and we make videos of teachers all across the country, um, so it's organized by things like classroom management or science teaching or reading strategies or things like that. And there's just free video up online at teachingchannel.org. And what I do there is I manage video projects. So I find the right teachers and I talk with them about what they're going to teach. And often the projects are grant funded. So it's like we need teachers who are trying these new science standards. So I find those teachers and work with them to show what we want to show. So that's been fun just seeing other people's classrooms and what's going on in the country around education and different approaches. So I think that's, even though it's a site technically for teachers, I would totally recommend that parents check it out because a lot of the strategies and content is helpful for parents too. Uh 
And then I do some curriculum writing for education.com, which is also a site for both teachers and parents. Um, so there's like games that you can play there around the Common Core Standards, which I write a lot of the content for those. Um, and then I do some just curriculum consulting of different projects that I find interesting here and there. Wow. <laughs> you must be very, very good at time management. That's incredible. I do a lot during like when the kids sleep and then it's a finite um, period of time where it's like my, I have a one-year-old and when he naps, I'm like, okay, go, 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 go. go. How much can I do? How much can I do? Um, but but you, I, uh, and you, you also have a podcast. I do. Yeah. So my yeah. husband is a journalist and he, um, worked at KQED, which is a local NPR station. And he was like, you should have a podcast. And at first I was like, I don't know. That seems like totally, I don't know how to do that. And he was, and he was like, I'll do it with you. So our whole premise, it's called Curiosity Forever. And our premise is that a journalist and educator investigate how kids learn best. So it's been uh -huh. pretty fun. We have people yeah. come on and talk to us. We had our, la our latest guest, which we'll be releasing this week, is about maker education and how to get uh -huh. kids involved in making. Um, we've had people talk to us about like how to get kids to eat healthy food and all sorts of things. So it's been fun. Cool. Well, it's a, cr a cross-pollinated project then between <laughs> exactly. the Good Stuff Kids and Curiosity Pack. That's great. Um, exactly. So let me ask you about podcasting. What's the, in your opinion, what's the hardest part about podcasting? I think releasing shows on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for us, I mean, a lot of it is scheduling too because he works full time and then we have two kids. So the weekends is usually like we don't have people to watch our kids. Right, right. So, but that's the only time we can really record. Uh -huh. And so my parents luckily live close by. So they watch the kids, but it's, you know, a little bit of just there's a million birthday parties every weekend right. and kids' activities. And like, how do we fit this in? Yeah. And also, it's like my husband works full time, but then he also does the editing of the podcast. So. Uh -huh. That's the most challenging part of like, do we watch this show on Netflix or do we record an intro to the right. podcast? Right. Yeah. And that's uh, you, but if you find something you like to do, it sort of takes precedence. I've found at least yeah. in, in terms of yeah. doing it. Um, so that's cool. We will certainly uh, check out the podcast and link to all the, the, the good stuff that, you know, in quotes is the name of the show, right? That, you, that you're doing. Um, so tell me, I love the, the graphics and you talked about the graphics a little bit and uh, I just think that it's so clever, you know, the little, the little monster, the little red monster. So, uh, and it sounds like you collaborated with someone very close to you to do that. Yep. And uh, so what, what were you going for when, when you made that little fella? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it was actually a, a while ago that I came up with the logo. And that actually was, I was working with another designer at that time, a friend who I knew who was just kind of starting out. And she was like, I want to get into logo design. So she, I think she did some kind of like graphics -y stuff as her job. She had all sorts of questions for me, like find some places that you like the way they look and things like that. Uh -huh. um, and then that kind of evolved. And then when I started, I mean, my whole kind of idea I guess was to get something that would appeal to both boys and girls and didn't seem gendered in some way uh -huh. um and just seemed fun so I wanted I mean, my whole purpose is to make learning fun so I wanted something that seemed interesting and cool to kids from the beginning and then could be used in lots of different ways so we could like make a monster who is feeling sad or happy or excited for the feelings pack or we can make a monster who's going on a trip for the travel pack um, and things like that. So then when I started working with my best friend around the design, she kind of picked it up where the other person left off. That person ended up taking a job at Google and did not have time for doing uh. design. So it was awesome. My friend is a, an artist, but hadn't really done this kind of work before. So it's been really fun working with her. Um, and I'm so lucky that she 
said yes when I asked her. Uh-huh. Uh, but then it's just a lot of like her saying, do you like this one? And maybe like, yeah, it's awesome. Or can we make it a little happier, brighter, or things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It seems uh, to me that a big emphasis for you in, in creating this, in creating the curiosity packs is, is to bring a sense of joy to education. Um, Absolutely. So, so how, why, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the most important thing to me uh-huh. um, because I think that, and I think research supports me too, that when kids are engaged in their education, that has the biggest payoff. When kids care about what they're learning about, then they're going to want to keep learning and learning. And I think not only in a school, but just makes engaged citizens in the world who are interested in things around them and critical thinkers and change makers. So I think that even thinking about like the crazy things that are going on in the world, that's one of the reasons I went into education because I think, you know, growing, helping kids grow up to be empathetic and engaged and feel like they can make a difference in things is so important. And I think that that starts with feeling like that in your education, you know, feeling like you are a part of it and you drive it and you should be curious and asking questions and exploring. So I want parents to know how to, or to learn with me, how to help kids grow up that way and how to be engaged in that way. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's that's a beautiful sentiment. Um, how can uh, how can listeners find you? How can we connect with you? How can we subscribe? How can we do all these things? Find your <laughs> podcast. Find your stuff. All sorts of ways. All sorts of ways. Uh-huh. Uh, the easiest way is to go to curiositypack.com, and there's a section there about podcasts. Our podcast is also on iTunes called Curiosity Forever. Um, and then, yeah, all the products are on curiositypack.com. Um, I have a Facebook group called Curiosity Forever Parents Group that you can find at also from the website or just search on Facebook and yeah, on all the social media platforms as yeah. curiosity pack. So you can find me everywhere. Wow. Okay. So, uh, two, two questions, a little off, off our track here. Yeah, do but, it. Uh, you mentioned what you're going to watch on Netflix. So inquiring minds want to know what is, what are you, what are you <laughs> on right now? What are you watching? Well, you know, we've been watching the new Orange is the New Black lately. Okay, okay. So, watched the previous seasons, and uh-huh. then that one, like, it was weird on our Netflix. It was, like, counting down forever. Yeah. Uh, so, we're watching that right now, yeah. and my husband's been really into the OJ documentary. Have you watched that all? <laughs> so random. Yeah, so, I don't- I don't know. I don't know if I need, you know, like a one part thing would be cool, but like a five part thing. No, and it's five parts. It's crazy. So (laughs) tonight, it's crazy. Like I'll be doing something, and then he'll be like, "Oh, do you mind if I watch this?" And it actually does draw you in, though. So I feel like I'm half watching that. Uh Uh (laughs) So I mean, this is this is very topical and very timely. Orange is the New Black uh, premiered yesterday, so. And this is a true a true uh, gauge of how into it you are. How many episodes have you watched in the like twelve hours since it's been out? Totally, just one. Just oh, okay. one. It was okay. like, yeah, the countdown was forever on our Netflix. Yeah. Like, did you? We have like you know kids shows and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Of course, of course. And it's like always like Orange is the New Black, six days, yeah. twenty four minutes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. okay, I probably wouldn't have been that excited about it for some reason. That countdown was like. Getting me. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. It drew, it drew you in. And then, um, so we're in the same geographic area. And um, so I, I think I need to know, and I'm not trying to like cause problems in, in your home or in your neighborhood or anything <laughs> like that. But if you had to pick, uh, pick your side in the East Bay Pizza Wars, I guess oh. between like Zachary's or a Little Star, I guess would be the other okay. one that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, by you. Do you, um, do you have a, 
Do you have a Zachary's? Zachary's, your full mm -hmm. Zachary's. Supporter. Totally full Zachary's. I like the Little Star fine, but the Cornmeal Crest is not my uh, favorite. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. guys have Little Star there? We have uh, Little Star's like offshoot, which is uh, Blue Line. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh -huh. But you have Zachary's or no? We don't. We have something called Pachi's. I've I oh, had it yet. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's Pachi's. Pachi's. I think I think maybe more like East, like Walnut Creek or something. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah, I love Zachary's yeah. and like grew up eating Zachary's. So uh -huh. yeah, Zachary's, I would have to say all the way. But Little Star, I'm not anti, uh -huh. but I like I, as a deep dish, I would always go Zachary's. But then the other day I had the Little Star Thin Crust and it was oh, quite good. Interesting. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. If you're ever in the East <laughs> Bay, I recommend and Lily recommends Zachary Pizza. It's yeah, pretty tasty. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Uh, you might Lily Oh. What's you might get heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> We're adults. It's part of totally it com comes it. with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I feel I didn't know what heartburn felt like. I was like, I have a weird feeling. And I was like, oh, I just ate like 12 pounds of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh Lily, thank you so much for your time. Uh I really um wish wish you best of luck with the curiosity pack and the podcast and all the consulting and all the writing and all the planning. <laughs> uh you are uh you are an inspiration in terms of people being able to juggle tons of different things and doing a great <laughs> job at it um so uh thank you so much for joining me today and we'll talk to you soon awesome thanks so much mike okay that's gonna do it for episode 21 of the good stuff kids podcast hope you enjoyed definitely check out curiosity pack Lily knows what she's doing. I want to congratulate Mrs. Good Stuff on wrapping up yet another camp summer season. Great job. We're all very proud of you. You got that Olympic fever like we do in our house? Keeping track of all those medals? Hope you're enjoying it. It's truly a great thing to watch the best athletes in the world be the best at what they do. Again, if you love the Good Stuff Kids podcast, if you like the Good Stuff Kids podcast, if you tolerate the Good Stuff Kids podcast and think that it's worthwhile, share it with a friend, share it with two friends, share it with your parents, share it with someone else's parents. Just share it. Please do. It would mean a tremendous amount. Thanks a lot for listening, and we will see you next week. Stuff.